we began, we looked at the Sunday school time doing the will of God, and I really kind of want to continue with that thought and uh, look at another example in the scripture regarding someone who <coughs> did the will of God. You know, there's a lot of bad examples in the Bible, sadly, of those who did not do the will of God. And we, we sure could learn a lot from them, but I like looking at the ones who did the will of God, amen? And you know what you find when you find the ones who did the will of God? You found, we find, imperfect people. Oh yeah, amen. They're not perfect, but they are yielded to the will of God. Amen. And God, God can take something as we sang just a moment ago. He can take something that's broken and make it useful. Yes, sir. He can put it back together. And God can use you. Amen? Amen. So how do you know that? You're still breathing. Amen? Right. At least I think you are. Some of you, I'm not sure. You, may have, you, you haven't moved since you got here, but um, God can use you. Amen? Yes, sir. God can use you. And I'm thankful for that. Yes, Luke sir. chapter 1, let's stand together. If you're able, we'll read our text together. I'll read aloud. You follow along in your King James Bible. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. We just kind of came through the Christmas time. How many of you like Christmas? Oh, yeah. Amen. Some hands didn't raise. That's fine. Be a Scrooge. I don't care. I like it. But um, I love this story. And this story is true, not just at Christmas time, but all the year through. Luke chapter 1, verse number 26. We'll begin reading. The Bible says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Amen. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, Amen. shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Well, I like that part. Don't you? <laughs> I like it all, but that's really a blessing to me right yes, now. Verse 34, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to to thy word, and the angel departed from her. Yeah. I want to preach on Mary here, and Mary uh, being approached with the will of God in her life and her reaction to that as we can 
continue our our thought of living and doing the will of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you, God, for your grace on us. Lord, thank you for what we've experienced already. Lord, it's been good to lift up uh, the name of your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he certainly deserves all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Uh, Lord, he has done the work of salvation. It's not our work. It was his. And Lord, thank you for the day that we just simply placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and we were made, we became a new creature in Christ Amen. Jesus. Thank you for that. And Lord, we praise you for that. And Lord, we understand that you're still working on us. And Lord, you're trying to conform us to the image of your son. Amen. And God, I pray that you'd help us to learn uh, this, this morning as we look in your word once again, what it is to do the will of God, the process of accepting the will of God. And Lord, I pray especially for these young people that are here. God, I pray that you would work in their hearts and lives, Lord, that they would desire your will above all else. And Lord, but not just the young people, each and every one of us, dear God, we need to live our lives each and every day in your will. God, I pray that you'd help us to see as you worked in Mary's life, help us to see some truths, uh, Lord, that parallel with our lives and the work that you're doing in and through us. God, will thank you and praise you for all that you do. Pray, Lord, if there's someone here unsaved, God, I pray that they would come under old-fashioned Holy Ghost conviction. God, I pray that they'd understand their need of a Savior, their sinfulness, and that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Lord, I pray for revival among your people. Lord, we know revival is not not shouting or, or running the aisles or getting excited. Lord, revival is when we get our hearts right with you. And Lord, we live in your will. And God, I pray that you would help us to desire your will above all else. God, I pray that you would use us to magnify your son and to bring souls to Christ. And Lord, to just glorify your name and bring you pleasure. Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Amen. We understand this story, and I'm sure we're familiar with it. Uh, Even uh, people who don't go to church are familiar mostly with this story. We understand that we know who Mary is because of Jesus. That uh, God chose her uh, uh, to to bring uh, Jesus into this world. And and, uh, verse 35 uh, talks about how uh, this holy thing, which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And you know, all the new Bible versions, they change that from thing to holy child or something like that. But the Bible is right and they're wrong. And uh, he's talking about that body, that body that Christ would live in. We know uh, that Christ is eternal. Uh, But she was to bring Christ into the world bodily uh, by bearing uh, Jesus in her body, bringing him to the world and this was God's will for her life. Amen. And uh, we, we often, uh, we know these stories and most stories in the Bible that we're real familiar with, I feel like uh, many times we don't take the time to really look at them in depth yeah. and, uh, and just kind of get the setting, what's going on here. Uh, we have the benefit of hindsight. We look back on this story. We know exactly what the Lord was doing. We know why he was doing it. 
we know uh, uh, who he chose, and all of these things uh, we have the ability to look back upon. But the people who were living these stories, they didn't have that benefit. And so when we come upon this story about Mary and she's being approached with bearing Christ, uh, this is a big deal. It's a life-changing thing for Mary. And I want us to look at it as we consider bearing Christ and uh, the will of God being uh, revealed to Mary in this story. And two things really I want to look at, Mary uh, being approached with bearing Christ and then Mary's acceptance of bearing Christ. And there's some lessons that I want us, I believe would be helpful to us as we look at this story. But first of all, Mary is approached with bearing Christ. And uh, the first thing I see about this and, and Mary being approached with bearing Christ is that it is an interruption. There's an interruption that takes place in her life. Mary, uh, the Bible describes her as a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. And so uh, we would, in our day, we would say she was engaged, and uh, she's getting ready to be married. And uh, and you listen, with, with little girls, I found this out, especially having eight daughters. Little girls, they they start planning their marriage, uh, basically, you know, when they get past toddler stage. And uh, they'll they'll pick out the one they're supposed to marry. They think they're supposed to marry. He has no clue. He has no idea. But she's got it all planned out. She's got planned out exactly how it's going to be. They, I'm just saying, they, they just they have long-term goals. They have dreams. They have ideas of the wedding day and, and ideas of how things are going to happen in their life. And Mary was no different. You know, we look at Mary and we think, well, she was, uh, she was somehow different than other young ladies. She was not, except in the sense that uh, God favored her for this. God found her worthy for this calling upon her life. Uh, But she was not supernatural. Uh, She was just a normal person like we are. And you know, the the Catholics all get hung up on verse 8 when the angel says hail to her. That's a term of greeting. He's not worshiping her. He's just saying hello. And so Mary was no different than any other young lady who's getting ready to be married. She has dreams, she has hopes, she has goals. But now listen, from this point on, her life is going to change dramatically. It's not going to be the way that she envisioned it. Listen, when you think about this, and we're thinking about the will of God many times. I look at my own life. My life has not followed what I thought, the path I thought it would follow. Amen. There are some general things that are what I thought they would be, but a lot of, in a lot of ways, God has brought, uh, by bringing his uh, revealed will into my life, he has interrupted some things in my life. Yes. Yes. Now, most of us, we do not look at interruptions as a blessing. Yes, we have our idea of what we want. We have our plans. We have our hopes. We have our dreams. And uh, even, listen, even if it's as simple as a conversation, we don't want to be interrupted. But I want you to understand that God, as your creator, and in particular as your redeemer, he has every right to interrupt our lives. 
He has every right. Listen, and what we need to understand and embrace is that his will is best for us. So the Lord here, he interrupts Mary's life and and, uh, she is not expecting him. Listen, she's not expecting this to happen. She didn't wake up that morning saying, I wonder if the angel's going to show up today. She had no clue. She had no understanding of what God was going to bring into her life that day. And but, but the Lord, listen, the Lord understood this had to be done. Amen. But there are this was God's will for her life. Listen, God has a perfect will for each and every one of our lives. Amen. You are, listen, you are important to God. Your life matters to God. You might think, well, I, I don't really matter. You know, I'm, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not, you know, nobody's looking at me. It doesn't matter what I do. Listen, listen, it matters to God. He's given you life. He's invested in you. And it matters to him. He has a desire for your life. He has a perfect will for your life. And yes, it, 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 and there's nothing wrong with having dreams and goals and hopes and plans and all those things. But you need to understand that it's at God's uh, at God's uh, disposal as far as whether you can keep those dreams and goals or not. He, he's going to bring interruptions in your life. And then the second thing I see about Mary being approached with this is not only interruption, but there's an imposition. He really imposes on her. Doesn't he? He says to her, God's, God's highly favored you. He tells her that twice. And he says this, he, 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 he reveals God's plan for her life. He says in verse 31, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth the son, and shall call his name Jesus. On, now, you know, I, 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 I'm learning some things about baby names <laughs> and about parents naming their children. You say, what do you mean, preacher? Well, um, our son Benjamin got married a year ago, October. October 1st, 2022. He got married. <clears throat> well, guess what? Now they have a little baby girl. So I'm a, I'm a granddad. Little Brooklyn Page is her name. We didn't know what her name was going to be until she was born. They weren't telling anybody. I kept trying to get little hints, you know. Even one time we were, we were there together. This was, uh, I don't know, about a week before she was born. And, uh, and we're sitting there together in this house that we were staying at at the time, and Sarah, Ben's wife, yeah, another Sarah, um, she, was, she, she was looking at her phone, and her back was turned to my chair. And so I, I look over there, she's looking at baby names. Ah, I'm going to find out what the baby's name is. We already knew she was a girl. We didn't know the name. And so she was looking at the name, and I said, ah, that's it. So I started... You know, telling my network of people, I think this is what it's going to be. I was wrong. <laughs> but, you know, they're like, this is our baby. We're going to name our baby. Well, guess what? The Lord tells Mary, you're going to have a baby. 
It's going to be a boy, and this is what his name's going to be. That's right. Amen. Yes, sir. Know what he's doing? He's saying, This is my will for you. Yes. Come on, preacher. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That should matter to us. Amen, What God's will is for us should matter to us above anything else. Above mom's will, dad's will, and especially our will. The kids' will, the preacher's will, all of it is in submission to God's will. And God imposes on her here. Oh, yeah. And then the third thing about Mary being approached with this is that it's an impossibility. Listen, look what it says there. Mary, verse 34, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? You know what she's saying? God, what you are asking me to do is impossible. Amen. Come on, brother. Now let me ask you a question and think about it before you answer. Was it impossible? Well, it depends on who you're asking to do it. Right? Verse 37 says this. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With man, this was impossible. What God is asking her to do and telling her this is what my will is for you, it was impossible for Mary to do it without God. Listen, the will of God. If you can do the will of God without God, it's not the will of God. Did you get that? If you can do the will of God without God, it's not God's will. Because what God is going to call you to do, what he's going to call me to do, is something that we cannot do without him. Amen. Mary's approached with bearing Christ, the will of God. This interruption in her life, it's an imposition, it's an impossibility. But notice, second of all, Mary's acceptance of God's will. Now listen, here's something that really I hadn't thought about a lot when I was thinking about this story. We always just assume this is a foregone conclusion that this is going to take place. Let me say this, that Christ was going to be born of a virgin virgin, was a foregone conclusion. It was in the will of God. It was in the plan of God. It was going to happen. But Mary, in order for Mary to be the one that God would choose, Mary had to accept that. And she did. It's not just saying, okay, this is what God's going to do and you have no say in the matter. No, look at verse 38. This is Mary's acceptance speech. And it's a good one. It's short and sweet. Everybody say amen to that. (laughs) Verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. You know the first thing she said? She recognized that she was not her own. Amen. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. She said, Lord, I'm yours. 
Amen. You know, Amen. listen, before you ever accomplish God's will in your life, you're going to have to get to this point where you understand your life is not your own. Amen. You're bought with a price. Come on, these are, these are principles we know. If you've been in church any length of time, you know these things. You're not your own. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. They're God's. Amen. Yes, sir. This whole thing about renewing your mind, Romans chapter 12 says, be not conformed to this world. What does the world think? The world thinks my body, my choice. Until recently. <laughs> some of you got some of you went. <laughs> For the believer, it's not our body. Exactly right. So therefore it's not our choice. Right. Now listen, God's not gonna He's not gonna accomplish his will in, in your life without you submitting. But the way we, you and I should look at it is we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. The price was the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. Amen. And so if God, if God imposes his will on us and says, this is what I want you to do, we really should respond the way that Mary did and just say, I am not mine anyways. Amen. Amen. I'm yours. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Look at the second thing she says. Be it unto me. I love this part. According to thy word. Amen. Listen, you can never separate the will of God from the word of God. Amen. You know what she says? I want, I want my life to be a reflection of the word of God. Okay, Mary's been given the word of God here, hasn't she? Gabriel's come to her and told her, this is what God says. That's, that's by definition, that's the word of God. Is that right? Amen. So she's been given God's word, and she understands she's not her own. And then she says, you know, I just want my life. Be it unto me according to thy word. I want my life to line up to the word of God. I want my life, the direction of my life, I want, I want my life to just be a reflection of what God says in His Word. Listen, you know what this world needs? It needs believers who live by the Bible. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, we just have never done it that way before. But you know, we just, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just not my personality. What does the Bible say? Amen. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just different that way. Well, God, listen. From what I've seen in the Word of God, He makes a change. Amen. 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 He can change us. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to change from glory to glory until we're changed eventually into the image of Christ. Amen. So don't listen, don't excuse and say, well, I wasn't raised that way, or we've never done it that way. What does the Bible say? Line up your life according to the Bible. Mary wants the will of God to reign supreme in her life. And she makes she makes two statements here in this in this response, in her acceptance speech. And it and it's there's so much truth 
in just these two statements. I'm not my own. I'm the handmaid of the Lord, and be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. That's right. Well, I got all these goals, and I got all these dreams, and I got all these plans. Listen, let those two statements guide all of your goals, all of your hopes, all of your dreams, all of your plans. Yes, yeah, amen. God, I'm yours. Do with me what you will. Guide me by your word. May my life represent what you say. Amen. She, she accepts God's will. Now, listen, her acceptance of bearing Christ and her acceptance of God's will in her life brought about some things in her life. Yes, sir. Amen. Some of them favorable. Some of them very uncomfortable. That's right. Come on. Not everybody understood or believed what was going on in Mary's life. Mary's acceptance of bearing Christ, number one, brought about risk. It brought risk in her life. You say, what do you mean? I'm talking about her relationship with Joseph. Again, we need to think about this in real time. Okay? Put yourself, if you're a young lady here, put yourself in the place of, of Mary. If you're a lady here, put yourself in the place of Mary. If you're a man here, put yourself in the place of Joseph. What's happened to Mary has never happened before. It's never happened since. Amen. Amen. Unique isn't a strong enough word here. That's right. And young man, you're you're Joseph. And you don't know what's going on until later on. Yep. Look, look at look at Matthew chapter one. Keep your place there and in Luke, look at Matthew chapter 1. Everybody doing okay? Oh, yeah. Look at Matthew chapter 1. I don't know exactly when Joseph found out, but I do know it wasn't the same time Mary found out. Look at Matthew 1, look at verse number 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found. See that? Yep. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now that's the biblical record. We understand that Mary was with child of the Holy Ghost. You're Joseph. Is that the first thing you think? Come on. You know that Mary understands the risk before she ever says, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She understands. Her mind is going a million miles an hour. She's thinking, what is Joseph going to think? You know what Joseph's going to think? What anybody would think. What everybody thought. Joseph thinks, well, I know it's not my child. Yes, sir. Look at verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. 
So what does that mean, put her away? That means to divorce, to break off the engagement. Yeah, that's right. The That's right. He could have made a public example of her, but he didn't want to do that. And so he said, well, I guess the Bible says he, he was minded. He was thinking, this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to break it off. Come on, brother. Amen. Mary understood this. I don't know what she expected Joseph to do. You say, well, what, what, what did Mary expect? I'm not sure exactly, but I do know this. She had faith in God. Amen. Yes, sir. And guess what? God came through. Look what it says. But while he thought on these things, thank the Lord he was a thoughtful man. Listen, guys, you're just a little, little message in the message for us. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not get angry suddenly. Amen. 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 A lot of thoughtless things are done that you can't undo. Amen. Amen. That's good preaching, preacher. Amen. Be careful. Amen. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take it of Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. God took, took care of it. Listen, you might be thinking, you know, God, God's wanting me to do this. God's wanting me to say this. God's wanting me to take a stand here. God's calling me to do this. But I don't, I don't know how people are going to react. I don't, know, I don't know how it's going to affect me. I feel like I'm stepping out and on a limb here and there's some risk involved. Listen, there's always risk involved when you're doing the will of God. Amen. That's good, brother. Amen. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Listen, the life of faith is not knowing how everything's going to turn out. It's knowing that God's going to be with you every step of the way. Amen. Yes, sir. So there was risk involved, but then also there was also reproach involved. Joseph believed when the Lord spoke to him through the angel in that dream, he believed that she was with child of the Holy Ghost. I don't know exactly how many other people believe that. But I don't think it was a majority. This I do know in John 8, 41, that Jesus is, is going to be kind of, uh, how, how, how do I say that? It's not a direct accusation, but it's kind of a, a roundabout accusation. Yeah. Yeah. We be not born of fornication, Yeah, the Pharisees would say. Yeah. Come on. When they're questioning Jesus' authority, and his status, that we be not born of fornication. But the word spreads. Yeah. Come on, brother. I mean, it, it spreads in 2024. Nobody even thinks it's a sin anymore. Yeah. Preach it. Amen. Amen. Back in those days, it was a serious reproach for a woman to be with child and not be married. Amen. My dad, I remember my dad saying this. He, he graduated high school in 1966. He said in his senior class, there's a girl that, that, uh, that got pregnant. 
And she quit school. She wouldn't go back to school. She was so ashamed. You said you just didn't see her anymore. She went home, stayed home. She was so ashamed because it was a reproach. Right? You don't think in God's chosen nation, God's chosen people 2,000 years ago, that this wasn't looked down upon or what was perceived was not looked down upon here? There were people that never understood what God had called Mary to. They didn't agree with it. They thought it was wrong. They thought, they thought down of her. Listen, all her life, all her life, maybe family members, people in her community, they looked down on her her entire life. Say, preacher, this is a strange way of preaching to us about accepting the will of God. I'm saying it's going to cause a reproach. Yeah. Better count the cost, right? Doing the will of God will often be misunderstood in your life. There are going to be times people are going to look at you and say, well, I don't think that's God's will. I've had it happen to me. Come on. I don't understand how that could be God's will. To Mary, doing the will of God and pleasing God was more important than the acceptance of man. Amen. Because if you're ever going to fulfill God's will for your life, you are going to have to get this nailed down. Amen. There are going to be people who are going to misunderstand. They're going to look at you and say, I don't think that was God. Whatever. Da-da-da-da-da. Go right down the line. But if God has given you His Word and He's guided you by His Spirit, lay hold of God's Word and God's will and don't let go. There's risk involved. There's reproach. Listen, you know what Mary's doing? She's bearing Christ. You know what the Bible tells us to do? Bear Christ. Roman or Hebrews 13, you know what's going to come along with bearing Christ? Reproach. It was, this world has never looked up to Christianity. They've always looked down on Christianity. It's not going to change just because you're a Christian. Amen. Amen. That's right. It's not going to change because you're a nice guy. You know, I, try, I try to be nice. And I try to be friendly. And I try to be this. And I try to be that. Let's do all of that stuff. But understand, at the end of the day, they're going to hate you because they hate Christ. Yeah. You willing to bear that reproach? Yes, sir. I sure am thankful Mary was. Yeah. Amen, brother. This acceptance brought risk. It brought reproach. And uh, you can write down these references. Look them up. Hebrews 13, 10 through 13. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. Well, let's just turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. Are we okay with that? I'm trying to hurry, but I don't want to hurry past the Lord. No, sir. Amen. Because first Peter, you want to talk about the will of God 
There's so much in 1 Peter about the will of God. And guess what a large portion of the book is about? Suffering. You know, it's God's will for us to suffer. That doesn't sound like the God that, you know, is, is preached most places because it's not the God of the Bible that's preached most places. Listen, it was God's will for Christ to suffer. Aren't you glad of that? Amen. We wouldn't be here without his suffering. Amen, but 1 Peter chapter 4, just because we suffered doesn't mean we have to be despondent. 1 Peter 4 verse 14, If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Amen. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. Listen, you know what, you listen, you know what the angel told Mary? The, the spirit of the Holy One shall overshadow you. Yes, amen. So he said, God, listen, God is going to have a special grace and a special touch upon your life if you're willing to bear the reproach of Christ. Amen. Sir, that's good, brother. Amen. The, the, the apostles, when they were when they were hauled before the judges and the magistrates, and man, they they went out there. They were beaten. They were shamed. They were commanded, "Don't preach in His name again. We don't need your kind around here. We don't want you speaking up." And listen, they were just they were just just demoralized, humanly speaking. But they left that place rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ. Amen. See, God's always used the suffering of His people to magnify His name and also to evangelize the lost. Amen. Always, brother. Your Christianity. Our Christianity doesn't mean anything to people while we're comfortable. Amen. They don't see any great thing about Christianity as long as it's easy to be a Christian. Are you listening? But when persecution comes, you know what happens to the church? Number one, it gets purged. Yes, sir. It gets purged of pretenders. But number two, it grows. Just like a tree that has dead branches, you've got to prune it back to make it fruitful again. It grows. I'll tell you why it grows. Because people see what they've been preaching all this time. I see the reality of it because I see they're willing to stand for it even in the face of persecution. Amen. I heard a story just last Sunday. I can't remember the time. It was during one of the Roman emperors' period of persecution on the Christians. And this group of 40 believers were taken out in the wintertime out in the middle of a lake on the ice. It was iced over and stripped down and left there to freeze to death or starve. And beside the lake was put a warm bath 
that anybody, they didn't even have to say they renounced the name of Christ. All they had to do was just go over and get in the back. By doing so, they would be renouncing Christ. One out of the 40 goes and gets in the back. Those guards that were set there to keep them from leaving the ice, one of them, upon seeing the 39 stand, freezing to death, is so convicted in his heart that he's converted. And he strips off his clothes. And he walks out to the middle of that lake on that ice and stands with those believers. Faces his death. Listen, you know why he did that? It was because those 39 stood for the Lord. Amen. They would not back down in the face of persecution and suffering. They bore the reproach of Christ. Amen. And while the Western church at large continues to dwindle down in number, in our tents of ease, the churches of Saudi Arabia and China places of persecution continue to flourish and grow. Say it doesn't make sense. It's the power of God. It's the reality of the gospel. Mary was willing to bear this reproach, this risk. Let me give you this last one here. Mary's acceptance of bearing Christ brought reproach and risk, but it also brought about a radical change in her life. Now listen, as we mentioned earlier, what God had called her to do was impossible. With man. But it was supernatural, the work that God is going to do in Mary's life. When she, listen, when she receives God's will, she receives Christ. Is that right? She received Christ. You know what happened as a result of her receiving Christ? Things changed. Things changed. Now, the old timers used to say it this way. When uh, a lady would get along in her pregnancy a little while, they would say she's starting to show. Right? Yeah. Anybody hear that? Oh, yeah. Starting to show. You know what happened? Something happened on the inside, but it can't stay on the inside. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When you receive Christ, you, you didn't just receive a, 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 a list of, of uh, doctrinal statements. Well, I believe this, I believe that, I believe this, okay. And now here's your church membership and you're in. Come on, amen. No, you receive Christ. Amen. As many as receive Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. There's something that happens on the inside. It is supernatural in nature. It's not natural. It's supernatural. And what God did in Mary, He supernaturally 
put Christ in her. Yes. And it began to show. Amen. It started internally, but then it began to show. And, and, and at the time appointed, a child was born. She brought, listen, God chose her to bring Christ to the world. You know what happens when you get saved by the grace of God? You receive the Spirit of God. The Spirit of Christ is within you. The Bible says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Well, that means you ain't saved. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you ain't saved. When you receive the Spirit of Christ, you become a child of God, and that work, listen, the work of the Spirit of God within you will produce a change. Away with this false gospel that leaves a sinner and is saved. It's foreign to the Bible. I prayed the prayer. Catholics pray the prayer every Sunday. Yeah. They think they receive Christ by taking a wafer in their mouth. They don't even drink the wine anymore. Not out of the same cup. Yeah. Not since COVID. You don't receive Christ by receiving a wafer or receiving some set of doctrines or beliefs. You receive Christ by faith. Amen. Amen. When he moves in, he makes a change. Amen. What God did for Mary is a picture of what God wants to do with us. We receive Christ and we begin to grow in grace and in knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the job, listen, the mission is for us to bring Christ to the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Didn't he? He did. But then later on, he says, ye are not. How'd that happen? How did we become the light of the world? Well, it's not really our light. It's his light in us. And it's our job to let it shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may glorify your Father. See your good works and glorify your Father, which is Amen. Amen. Mary was a chosen vessel to bring Christ to the world, and you and I were chosen vessels to bring Christ to the world. Amen. This is the will of God. That's going to take on many different facets, different ways that we can do this. But at the end of the day, this is what the Lord wants to do in your life, in my life, in every one of our lives. He wants us to be vessels to bring Christ to the world. Do they see Jesus in you? Are you bringing Christ to your family members, your friends, your co-workers? That's the will of God. I want to do God's will. I want want to go wherever He wants me to go. I want to do whatever He wants me to do. Listen, wherever you go and whatever you do, it's going to to revolve around this. The will of God is going to revolve around this. Bearing Christ to the world. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word today. Thank You for the truth. Thank You for Your Son.
Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to hide our light, not to try to disguise the work that you've done in us, that, Lord, that we would be vessels that would be used of you to bring Christ to others. Lord, maybe there's someone here today unsaved. They've never received Christ.